The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. There is a season Well, good morning and welcome to There is a Season, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us again today. We appreciate you spending a little of your time with us, and we hope you tell your friends and family about our show. Here's the number to write down, 457-1290. That's the number to join us on the program. If you like today, 937-457-1290, anywhere in, out, or adjacent to the listening area. You can also reach us anytime at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. And don't forget, you can also invite family and friends anywhere around the country or around the world to listen to the program at 9 o'clock Eastern at whio.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Today we are very pleased to welcome back to the show the people behind one of our area's most successful organizations for veterans. Longtime listeners of the program may recall that several years ago, Gloria and I had the pleasure and the privilege of serving as guardians to veterans who made a very important trip to our nation's capital. The day-long event is an experience that has been enjoyed by thousands of veterans in our area and also across the U.S. due to the vision, mission, and tireless efforts of Honor Flight. Yes, Bob, Honor Flight is a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing veterans with honor and closure, serving veterans of World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and other more recent conflicts. Honor Flight has been transporting America's veterans to Washington, D.C. to visit those memorials dedicated to honor the service and sacrifices of the veterans themselves and their friends. Since 2005, the organization has flown over 180,000 veterans to our nation's capital, with over 20,000 having been flown to Washington, D.C. as recently as 2016. And the really cool thing about Honor Flights that many may know, but probably many uh, still don't know, is that it started right here in our area. One of the great things, Dayton has invented all kinds of stuff, right? You know, pop tops, electric starters, all all this kind of stuff. Well, Honor Flight also got its start in this area. We're going to hear about that. And joining us here uh, to share the information about the organization's origin, purpose, growth, success, and much, much more are the people at the helm of Honor Flight Dayton. We welcome Al Bailey, the president of Honor Flight Dayton, along with Kelly Cox, treasurer, and a very special guest, Glenn Mead, a veteran and past participant in an honor flight uh, trip to Washington. We're thrilled to have all of you in the studio today. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, So uh, there's a lot we're going to try to get in here in this Mm -hmm. hour and so forth. And we've got questions that we'll kind of point uh, a finger at, you know, when we want your opinion or your opinion. But Mm -hmm. feel free to jump in whenever you want. Yep. So, Al, let's start with you. How did all of this get started? Tell us a little bit about the well, history. Well, first off, thanks for having us on the show. You know, we, we can't thank you enough for all the things that you've done for us over the years. And just a little update first before I talk about how it began is that as of the end of last year, we've actually taken over 220,000 oh, across. Wow. And, wow. And Those numbers uh, have gone up. They have gone up, and they're going to continue to grow as more hubs become uh, part of the Honor Flight uh, network. And how did it begin? Well, it was back in uh, 2004 when the World War II Memorial was dedicated and opened up to the public. There is an individual in our local area here. You mentioned this is where it all got started. And it was an individual by the name of Earl Morris. Earl was a physician assistant with the VA. And in 2005, after the memorial was up and running, he asked his patients, he said, um, what do you think about going back and seeing your memorial? When, when are you going to be doing that? And the very first guy he asked broke down crying. And he said, I don't have any family left. I don't have the funds to go back and do that. And Earl thought, geez, maybe I can get him back there. So Earl was planning on taking his dad, who was a Vietnam veteran, back to D.C. to see the wall. 
And Earl was also a member of the Aero Club at Wright-Patterson. And so he was planning on renting a four-seater aircraft and taking his dad back. So he approached his dad. He said, Dad, you know, we've got two empty seats in the back. What do you think about taking a couple of my patients to go back and see their memorial, the World War II memorial? His dad said, absolutely. So Earl approached the Aero Club at Wright-Pat, and he brought it up to the individuals there, uh, part of one of the safety meetings. And he had several other individuals say, hey, I'll help you out. And Earl said, well, we're not going to charge these vets. You're going to have to absorb the cost themselves. Every one of them said they're going to do that. So on May of 2005, the first honor flight took off. Six aircraft wow. from Springfield Airport, 12 World War II vets in four-seater aircraft, went to D.C., rented a couple of vans, saw the Vietnam Memorial, went over to the World War II Memorial, saw that, got them a nice little honor flight shirt, Aww. fed them while they're there. They came back, and what a trip for them. So guess what? They started telling their buddies, I just had a free trip to D.C. <laughs> to see my memorial. And their buddies said, how do I sign up? And that's how it began. I, I wasn't aware wow. that six six planes took off. Six Air Force. I yeah. thought it was maybe just a single, single no, plane. No, it was wow. originally going to be just Earl and his plane, but other individuals from the Aero Club. Mm -hmm. So that very first year, doing four-seater aircraft, primarily from Wright-Pat and other individuals had their own planes, took 137 World War II vets back. And the, the list just continued to grow. Wow. So after that, it was switched over. Well, we can't continue flying four-seater aircraft, so they switched over to commercial flying. So in 2006, it became commercial flying, and um, that's how it got started. That's amazing. Uh, and now, now, you said uh, right after that meeting that some people said, hey, there's no problem. We're going to find a way to cover the cost for these veterans. Uh, we'll talk more about fundraising and some other things later on. In the very beginning, how did you defray the costs? Well, it's, it's a very good question because uh, obviously we're not charging the veterans to go back. So it was the local VFWs, American Legions. So the military-type organization said, geez, I've got World War II vets that are members of us, and I'll help you out. I'll give you $500. I'll give you $1,000. So that's how it was started, and that's how the funding originally got started. And then as the program grew, obviously we needed more money to continue doing that. And we'll talk about what we're doing today a little bit later. Isn't it amazing? I mean, here we have these beautiful monuments uh, down there. Uh, unless you happen to make a trip to Washington, uh, and maybe a lot of kids will remember they've made a trip when they were back in school or something and went down to see the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial. There's been a lot more added down there in our nation's capital. And a lot of people never get down there. And, and especially our veterans. And what better way, you know, to present these memorials to them, the people who made the sacrifices for our country. And that's exactly what we say, Gloria. We say, who better to see these national memorials than those that than served themselves. during that time frame? That's Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we have a lot of great memories from having made that trip ourselves. And I know some things have changed. Um, we remember getting there early in the morning, you know, whatever, 3, 3.30 in the morning mm -hmm. at the, uh, the Dayton International that's Airport. That's not changing, Bob. Yeah, that and, yeah. changed. <laughs> and and I, was, I was very impressed uh, back then with the attention to detail and the logistics. Uh, you're moving a lot of people that day. Not everybody's in, in the best of health. You know, some people are kind of infirm and you take them from a plane to a bus and you're moving them all over the place. And all this takes place in 22 hours. Is that what it was, yep, the round trip, yep, something yep, like yep. that? Mm -hmm. uh, it was extraordinary uh, how all that came together. Uh, and we were talking to Glenn briefly about um, the welcome, you know, that people receive in the airport. And I think he was mentioning the return welcome, which we'll talk more about, but also the, the welcome that we had uh, or went through in Baltimore. Now, you, you don't fly to Baltimore anymore, right? No, what we uh, did just very briefly, we were flying uh, commercial flights into Baltimore, and that's because that we could get a direct flight from Dayton into Baltimore, and then we'd have to put them on a bus and take them that's down to D.C. Yep. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we were had enough funds to do one bus at a time. So we were taking, bus holds 56 so we were taking 56 people, buying tickets commercially, just like everybody else, and flying with other civilians uh, on these planes. And we would take in between 30 and 35 vets at a time. The rest would be us guardians, the leaders, and things like that. But And some so even some great things about, uh, and jump in here anytime, Kelly. <laughs> uh, some great, I remember the plane pulling in at Baltimore and the the water cannons from the fire trucks to greet us over yes. the plane. shooting over the plane, uh, the motorcycle escort, the crowds when uh, we got off going the down plane. There. Uh, it it just, was. It's hard very, not to get choked up. Mm -hmm. uh, even what now. a! It was just such an honor and privilege to watch the faces of the veterans just light up. 
you know, they're being cheered on, not booed, cheered on. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. What a, it, that in and of itself was just. And they start out uh, quietly, don't they, Glenn, in the morning? Everyone's kind of quiet on the plane when they first get there. Yeah, it is. There's not much excitement going on. A little later on, it friendlies up a little bit. It makes a really nice trip. I'd like to say right off the bat, any veteran should make a big effort to take this flight. That would be one of the most memorial days you've ever had. And uh, I they have the facilities to handle you, no matter how handicapped you are. They handle the whole thing. So I'd like to re, uh, get yep. every veteran there that could possibly make it because yeah. it's well worth a trip. And you've seen how friendly and nice the people in Washington were and really seen how it was in Dayton when we returned. Maybe we'll do this a little later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. by the way, if you'd like to weigh in here, if you've been on an honor flight, or you're curious about it and have a question, we'd love to hear from you today. Uh, now, tell us a little bit. How has it changed? You started to mention uh, you're doing charter flights now, not commercial flights. So, uh, and again, Kelly, Al, whatever. How, how, is, how have things changed since the time we went, which was, I can't remember the year, but uh, I don't 2010, know. I think it was about 2010 that well, we went. Prior to 2014, we were doing the commercial flights, like uh, Al said. And in 2014, we picked up charter flights. And basically what that does for us now is we are able to take about three times as many veterans um, on the flights. So we've moved from taking 55 people to taking, right now we're taking 181. Uh, so we take more veterans at a time, and then we fly directly into Reagan. Um, and instead of having one bus of uh, veterans and guardians when we get into D.C., we have four Wow. A little bit bigger operation. Yeah. I remember uh, we met Bob Dole, I think, was was there when we first uh, pulled in that first day. Uh, he, he still comes out. Does he? Does he really? Yes, he does. He was there uh, not this last trip, but the first one we made this spring in April, he was there. Yeah. That's, a, that's incredible. Yeah. I think his wife has joined him. You when know, we were. She's come down yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Senator there. Elizabeth has been there many times. Uh, so it's, it's a real treat for our vet. Obviously, we don't know for sure if he's going to be there. He has our schedule. Uh, along with the other honor flights that are going in that same day. So if his health is up to it and he can make it, he's going to be down there. So it, we don't tell the veterans because we just don't know for sure until we get there. Right. But what a treat when we pulled up in front of the World War II uh, Memorial. And then there's Senator Dole smiling from ear to ear because here comes another bunch of his buddies. Yep. Yeah, what a yeah. thrill. It what is. A thrill. Great. Hey, we've got lots more to uh, share with you today. When we return, we're going to talk more about how Honor Flight is part of a network around the country. You heard that number of over 220,000. How does Honor Flight get to those kinds of numbers? How do they reach everybody? Uh, also, how did uh, they decide who goes? You know, who's, who's currently going? What's the criteria? And we're going to learn about some upcoming flights. All that ahead, plus your calls to 457-1290 when we continue. You're listening to There's a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Garden Talk fans. Can you answer this very timely turf question? Hi, this is Randy from Green Velvet Sod Farms. Here's the question. If your green velvet grass seed could talk, what would it be telling you right now? If your answer is, now's the time to plant me, you're right. The very best time to plant grass seed is right now. The days are getting shorter, the moisture in the soil lasts longer, and the competition from weeds are less than any other time of the year. With four locations throughout Dayton and Columbus, solutions to all of your turf and ornamental needs are right around the corner. If you're impatient, don't settle for grass seed. Insist on green velvet Kentucky bluegrass or turf-type tall fescue sod. Just lay it down today and enjoy it tomorrow. It's that easy. Breathe new life into your landscape. Follow us on social media or visit us online to keep up with timely tips for all of your landscaping questions. It's easy to be green with Green Velvet, your trusted lawn and landscape resource for the last 59 years and growing. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. 
for a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service. You'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Make summer driving a pleasure with a vehicle you'll treasure. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. Wild Birds Unlimited. The summer super sale is in full swing at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering. Exciting new products are arriving every day, and we need to make some room for them. So, for a limited time, you'll get 15% off all bird food, 20% off everything else with select items at 50% off or more. Hurry, don't miss the best deals on the best bird feeding products in town at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at the corner of Far Hills and Stroop. Did you know AT&T's internet offer maxes out at 50 megabits per second and could go as low as 768 kilobits per second depending on where you live? What kind of internet is that? Spectrum Internet starts at 100 megabits per second. We give you the fastest starting speed for the price and include free access to a nationwide network of Wi-Fi hotspots. Get better internet at Spectrum.com. Service is not available in all areas. Pricing and actual speeds may vary. Restrictions apply. See Spectrum.com for details. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of The Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. In 1932, Grismer Tire was founded on the idea that through hard work and dedication, you could create a legacy of trust. Today, that legacy continues. Grismer works hard to be the most trusted tire and service experts in the area. We guarantee our everyday low cost. Get four free oil changes with the purchase of four new tires. It's a Grismer tradition. Grismer Tire, a legacy of trust since 1932. Visit GrismerTire.com today. It's a Grismer, we'll fix it right. Going throughout the day, we'll gradually see the skies clearing up a little bit, and we do have a chance for showers and storms to develop, especially towards the south of I-70 today. High temperature for today, 82 degrees, and we're clearing out, especially into the overnight hours. A cool, quiet night, 62 degrees for the low and into tomorrow. Partly sunny skies, we still have that chance for a shower or storm popping up mainly in the afternoon. High temperature tomorrow around 83 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Well, it's a joyous day here for us in the studio today because we've got Honor Flight. We, we always love having Honor Flight. One of the best organizations that we can help by having them on the air and telling us about their wonderful program. Yeah, it puts a smile on our face. Uh, veterans. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. And how can people and, reach us today? Yep, if you'd like to call in or you have an experience about Honor Flight or any questions about Honor Flight. You might not even know what it is. Please give us a call in the studio today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. We've got Al Bailey here as the president of Honor Flight Dayton. We also have Kelly Cox as the treasurer and our special guest, Glenn Mead, a veteran and a participant in a past flight. We'll hear from all of them as we go through this. Al, back to you here for this question here. We've t- we gave some national numbers, which you've since updated uh, about Honor Flight uh, on a national basis. We've got Honor Flight Dayton here. Explain that network. How does that work and what does that mean? Well, in the beginning, as we said earlier, this is where it all got started. But then other individuals across the United States heard about what we were doing down here in, in Dayton, Ohio. And for example, Dave Cameron up in Detroit back in 2006 time frame called us up and said, I, hey, I got a lot of vets up here too. How do I take my guy? And we kind of explained or Earl explained to him of, well, we're not charging them. We're going to make sure we got a, a nurse or somebody along with us to uh, make sure everything goes okay and things. And we're not going to charge them, as I said, any any money at all. 
And Dave says, great. And so he kind of formed uh, doing uh, the same things that we were doing. Another guy down in Carolina uh, heard about us too, and he called up and he says, I can't get a direct flight like you can or Detroit can, so what am I going to do? And he came up with charters. So that was how the charter part of it got started. So him and Earl pretty much formed the network after that point, and uh, other people start talking about it, wanted to get involved in it. And so it's grown from that first time of flying Dayton in 2005 to now there are probably uh, over 135 in that ballpark of different active hubs okay. uh, across the United States. I and was wondering. And yeah. we're, we're in about 43 states, including uh, Alaska. Oh, wow. Oh, it it must great. have seemed like a little bit like the elephant in the room. Like suddenly the light oh. went on for people. Why haven't we been doing this? Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I remember uh, in the early days, Earl and, and uh, some of us were in a room and we we're kind of thinking, geez, we got us, then we got Dave, we got this guy in Carolina, and this thing is going to grow exponentially. We just thought it's going to go take off like crazy, and it has. And and just as you were saying, Gloria, so many other people across the United States said, geez, this is the right thing to do. What a great program. And, and and we get a lot of accolades, uh, obviously. Yeah. So um, who goes? Uh, talk about the, the real uh, grit here of who goes. How, how do you choose yeah. who gets on these flights, these veterans? What's the order of, uh, you know, to qualify? Okay, well, that's pretty easy. So veterans submit an application, and it's based on their service date. Uh, if they had active duty service during the period considered for World War II, which in that case would be uh, December 7th of 41 through December 31st of 46. They, if they had active duty during that time frame, they're considered officially a World War II veteran. So we would take them first, followed by then- First priority. First priority. Okay. And then we are also now flying Korean and Vietnam veterans. So we would take them in order um, that we, we would fill our plane first with anybody that we had that was World War II, then we would go to our Korean list, and then we would go to our Vietnam list until we got a full plane. And are the flights right now, what's, you know, your percentage of veterans? Because, you know, the World War II veterans, you know, they're not going to be uh, here we, forever. So what are the numbers get, looking like? We don't get a lot. So out of the about 100 or so that we take, um, probably only 20% are a mix of World War II and Korean. Right. So on this flight that we're scheduling for September, we have six World War II and almost 18 or so Korean, and the rest will be Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam. Okay. So much more to uh, share here as we, we go forward. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, more about the, uh, the role the Guardians play and how Guardians get selected for these uh, flights. Also, some upcoming flights yet this year. And what happens on the big day? What is the experience for veterans? All of that, plus your call. If you have a question today, 457-1290 as we talk to Honor Flight Dayton when we continue after the news. You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 930. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. We're getting more details from the investigation of a plane being stolen out of Washington State. Why they say that they believe that mechanic at at the airport did take that plane and what happened after he crashed. Rain chances on the climb a little bit later today. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic showing an accident on Woodbine Avenue at Woodman Drive, but the major freeways are looking so far, uh, so far they're looking all clear throughout the morning. We're looking at northbound 75 at River Road and Carolyn Boulevard to I-70. That's 10 miles. You can drive that in nine minutes. And it's our top story in Washington state. A mechanic stole a plane from SeaTac International Airport and crashed it on a nearby island. This is prompting what's expected to be a lengthy investigation. Next 24 hours, I'm sure we will have uh, some of our people there. We will have uh, people from the federal government. We will have people from the Bureau. That's uh, Pierce County Sheriff Paul Pastor. We now know that the employee was a 29-year-old man who they say may have had a death wish. Air traffic control operators were able to make contact with that mechanic who apologized to people in his life. It has been confirmed that he did die in that crash. 
Well, Centerville City Schools will need to reroute some buses, and drivers may have to take a detour because of a bridge closer. The Mc- the McEwen Road Bridge in Washington Township will close on Monday and stay closed for several months. That bridge has had load restrictions since 2016, and crews will be working to replace it. At least 7,000 people cross that bridge every day. Crews tell us that bridge is expected to be back open in on November 30th, provided the weather cooperates. Well, we have learned that two people were injured in a house fire on Denny Lane and Riverside. Crews tell us when they arrived on scene, they saw smoke and flames coming from the roof. We've learned everyone made it out safely, including the family's dog. Riverside fire crews were able to quickly knock down the fire, thanks to help from Dayton, Wright Pat, and Fairborn fire crews. WHIO's John Tisdall says the cause of the fire remains under investigation. We're told the estimated damage to the structure and its contents is between twenty dollars and $30,000. Let's have a look at that weather forecast now with meteorologist Jesse Mag. Throughout the day, we'll gradually see the skies clearing up, but we do have the chance for showers and storms to redevelop a little bit later on in the day. High temperature today, cooler, 82 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And our latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar looks like some of that light rain did make it down to the Dayton area after all. Not much, though. Seeing more just south of Troy at this hour, seeing that getting toward the middlemost part of Miami County, that's where the heaviest concentration of rain is throughout our area. Other than that, mostly clear of precipitation, but cloudy skies, 70 degrees right now in Troy, 68 in Springfield and Dayton at 933. I'm Jonah Adi on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin with Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. And uh, congratulations, Richard. Yet another year, yet another year. And you are pacing to sell more than 100 homes. What's your secret sauce? Well, it's really not a secret sauce, Larry. It's a proven marketing plan and a lot of hard work. Now, in this current real estate market, inventory is low. We've talked about that before. Is, Is it a good time for someone to put their home on the market? It's probably the best time in our history here locally to put a home on the market. We sell the most homes in the shortest amount of time for the highest possible price. I have buyers right now looking for homes. And if someone is out there listening right now, how do they get that process started? They need to call me at 477-1411. You've also got a website. Yes, that's teamherbst.com, T-E-A-M-H-E-R-B-S-T.com. Get your home sold guaranteed. Call Richard Herbst, the number again. 477-1411. Everyone, Nancy here with my great friend, uh, Christian Hahn of Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai. Everybody knows you as Christian Hahn. You're always in the showroom if folks want to stop by and say hi. But you're also known as the yes man, aren't you? I love to say yes. Yes to easy financing. Yes to great vehicles, great selection. Of course, the ease of doing business. I want to say that again. Yes. In any event, we're having a big sale, huge sale, and it covers our pre-owned vehicles, not just the new Toyotas and Hyundais. And these, most of these cars have a lifetime powertrain warranty. They have a free oil change. Ooh. Your first oil change is free, so you get to know our service department because we have great service departments. Now, What does a lifetime powertrain warranty cover? Engine, drivetrain, and transmission. Yes, we've been doing this since 2013. Our customers love it. So come out and see us today or go to josephairporttoyota.com or airhyundai.com and look at a great selection of pre-owned vehicles. This is Clark Howard. If breaking news happens, we break in anytime. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. Good morning to you, too. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. This is the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. We're talking with Honor Flight Dayton today, including Al Bailey, the president, Kelly Cox, the treasurer, and our special guest, Glenn Mead who is a World War II veteran, and we'll share some of his experiences shortly. 457-1290, if you'd like to call in with an experience of your own. And we're going to welcome another Glenn uh, to the program. Glenn's uh, pulled off on the side of the road and has been uh, good enough to do the safe thing and also to give us a call about uh, Honor Flight Dayton. Hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm doing fine. And uh, you were telling me a little bit off offline here uh, about your experience. So why don't you tell me that story again? Sure. Um, I was fortunate enough, I think it was probably, if I had to guess, probably six years ago or so, um, I was able to go with my father-in-law, um, Charlie Ellis, 
um, on an honor flight. And uh, considering he's got four boys and his daughter, my wife, um, I was, you know, really honored. And uh, and uh, the thing that I'll, that I'll never forget were, were a couple of stories. And I know we're short in time, so I just want to share the one that is the one that's most dear to my heart. There was a gentleman on the honor flight, a veteran that was a coxman on a landing craft on uh, on D-Day. Mm-hmm. And he was sharing um, his experience from from D-Day. He was saying that you know, we started out, he got his first boat load of Marines. He took them ashore, put down the front, and all those Marines were killed right right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we luckily, you know, he put the front back up and went back and got another boat load of Marines and asked for new set of coordinates. And, and they, they gave him the same coordinates as the first boat load. So he complained to him and said, you know, what happened to the first ones? And they said, those are your orders, go. So reluctantly, he, he went and he put down the front again, and the same thing happened with that second boatload of Marines. Oh my. So he went back again, got a third boatload, and asked for coordinates. And again, he was given the same coordinates and argued again. And, but this time, instead of going where he was told to go, he went um, and dropped them off somewhere else. And uh, um, they did make it safely off the boat that time. What happened after that, God only knows. But, you know, at least they got farther than the first two boatloads. And uh, what was amazing to me was that for that veteran, how healing that honor flight was, because up to that day, he had never shared that story with anyone else because he re- felt responsible for that second boatload. So just think how how important, you know, not just fun and and a great day and stuff, but it was actually healing for that particular mm-hmm. veteran, and uh, and just took, goes to show how how important it is for us to uh, to honor these these great guys and and ladies and uh and to remember them and give them their day and their due yeah we experienced that on our flight as well this is the first time many of these veterans have spoken a word about their experience and oftentimes it's they don't feel uh maybe not not safe but they also don't want to burden their immediate family with you know their wife their spouse with stories that could you know upset them or whatever so this is a day they start to open up and it's such a such a, a load off their shoulders to be able to share with somebody yeah. And yeah, so many of them say it's the best day of their life. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is a very emotional day. It's uh, yeah. it's something, and I appreciate the call, Glenn. Thanks for pull, pulling off and uh, taking the time to give us a, a shout. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, you're welcome. Thank Thanks. You. Uh, he he raises a good point. Um, the first time that anybody has mentioned this, a lot of these stories got buried for many years. Right. We live in a different age now, where people have been kind of taught maybe after. Uh, you know, a century of psychology to be a lot more open with their feelings and to share and get out, get stuff out. Um, not everybody, buddy, by any means, but I mean, the culture is much more that way. Uh, an awful lot of the people we heard that day didn't say anything in the morning and they hadn't said anything in 60 years. You and know, and they're difficult things to share, you know, very difficult. Which which is a good place uh, to be able to bring you in on this. Uh, Glenn, when, when you heard that phone call, and uh, you and I were talking about how how quiet people were at the start of the the, the morning. Did you get the sense that uh, people were opening up later on in the day and sharing things that they hadn't oh, said? Oh, definitely. Before? So, and the more the memorials they seen, the more open they got. They wanted to talk about themselves and what their particular outfits had done and when they'd done it and everything. And uh, listen to that, that was pretty good. Everybody turned out pretty, pretty nice, especially these two. <laughs> Al and Kelly here. And, uh, yeah, so, it was a, a real so, memorable trip. Uh, and to see all those memorials was something you'll never forget, whether you want to or not. You'll never forget it. It's so impressive. And, and, and I would think to be surrounded with your, your brothers and sisters who served also. What a... Uh, what a coming together of brotherhood and sisterhood, you know? Yeah, and uh, that was really fell it togetherness and everything. Yeah. And especially, I think, when he's seen the uh, uh, Arlington uh, changing into the guard, that was that was a nice little trip there to see that and everything. And there wasn't anything that you wouldn't enjoy. 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's very moving. Each each veteran had a particular memorial that he could go and reminisce, reminisce and do what he wanted to do there. Yeah. I thought it was, it turned out much better than I expected. It was absolutely perfect the That's whole That's what way. we heard from a lot of veterans. What's, what's the very best thing you recall from that day? Well, for the veteran or for me? For the veteran. Or for, uh, well, you you're are. a veteran, right. I think the welcome home was awful, awful high on the list. Uh, they had twelve or 1,500 people there at midnight to welcome us home. And this is and at I the never, airport, yeah, here in Dayton. None of us had been welcomed like that before, I don't <laughs> think. And everybody appreciated that. They had a nice band playing martial music, and it was just so so heart-throbbing it uh, uh i think it's high on the list of course the memorials has to be the highest there's a uh, if anybody misses a chance is making a mistake well, that's that's a that's a good uh good encouragement for people yeah. there's a quickly there's a there's a, a series that was on tv called the pacific and in the very last episode uh what, what was striking about it to me was that people go from you, you've watched now eight episodes of just brutal combat and in the very last one, people are coming home on a train and going off and getting jobs. And, and you're thinking, how in the world did people reinsert themselves back into society? But it was a sense of duty. People just did it. They just kind of rose to that occasion. They served in these terrible circumstances and came back. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of expected. And a lot of the veterans just said, I'm going to put that experience away. You know, I'm going to put it on the shelf. And I'm sure there was post-traumatic stress disorder and some other things that were going on. But we didn't deal with it as a country back then. I think that um, for no matter what age group they are, whether they're World War II, Korean, or Vietnam, and maybe most especially sometimes the Vietnam, what you can say about this trip is it gives them closure. Yeah, yeah. They finally have so, an opportunity to kind of deal with all of that. Well, yeah. if, if you stop and think, World War II, there's um, uh, over 16 million that fought during that time frame. So even though the, the signing of the uh, end of the war was in '45 there was still mop-up duty going on overseas. So a lot of them, a lot of them, when they came back to the States, were given a train ticket and said, thank you for your service. And now they're out there competing with these 16 million jobs and families. So they never really got a homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know, I always thought that, and when I first got started this, that, you know, the World War II guys really got a nice homecoming. I, I, I remember, the, remember the the sailor hugging that girl in Times Square. V.E. Day they all got V.J. That. Day. Right. Well, they didn't get that. It was just very few got that. Yeah. So it was that, and then the Korean War, and kind of the people they thought of as an unforgotten war. So the Koreans really never got the respect. And then the Vietnam, how they were treated when they, they came, came home. Yeah. And now going with fellow veterans and being able to share these, they're opening up. You know, there are things that they haven't talked about in years. I'm a Vietnam vet too. And um, just know how we were treated when we came back home. We didn't want to talk about it. We didn't want to wear our jackets because we were being picked on all the time. So now they're going back, and they're traveling with other vets. And the only ones that we ever talked to were other Vietnam vets that had that similar experience. Now we're going to the wall together. Yeah. We're seeing the wall together. Many of them say, I don't know. I don't know if I can go to the wall. And I tell them, you know what? Our buddies are on their wall. Their names are on that wall. They can't come to us. So if there's a Vietnam vet out there who's not sure he should do it, this is the only way you're going to provide closure with that buddy. It's time for you to go say hi to him and, and tell him your stories and things like that, what you've done. Yeah. 457-1290, we're talking with Honor Flight Dayton here, and we've got a, a caller who's been waiting. This is Dan. Dan, welcome to the program. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's your thought? Well, I, um, I've, uh, I know Kelly Cox. Um, hi, Kelly. Hello. Um, I uh, own a company called Rand Associates Printing Promotions, and I was able to do something that uh, I, uh, because of that, um, I went to uh, one of the um, flights at Dayton, and I had a friend, Carla Gilman. Her father, Bill Gilman, was in World War II, and uh, he was on that flight. And uh, so I told her that I would make her a sign thanking her dad for his service, and it would have his branch on there and, and the World War II uh, that he was involved in, and thanking him for his service. So I did that, and after thinking about it a while, I decided, well, if I'm going to make one sign for one veteran, I'm going to make a sign for all the veterans on that flight, and then that's what I did. And uh, so when I went to the airport to distribute the signs, it was the first time I'd seen this, and um, 
I was so taken by everything involved with the uh, honor flight that uh, I'd be, I've stayed involved. And uh, I want to approach this from a financial and a donating side in point of view, how people can help uh, to keep this going. Um, there's, uh, you know, it costs a lot of money to do this. And um, I would encourage anyone that uh, wants to contribute to get a hold of Kelly and uh, make a donation, because I know it would help them to continue this uh, wonderful thing. It just um, it gives you goosebumps when you go down to the airport and you see all these veterans coming down the hallway with thousands of people lined up on either side. It just it gets very emotional, and uh, you can't help but uh, thank the veterans for what they've done to uh, give us our freedom. And, uh, and I re- the way the Vietnam veterans were treated was a travesty. And I think this is kind of a, a payback, if you will, for thanking the veterans of the Vietnam War also for uh, their contributions to our freedom. And that's uh, so, so important to not just me, but everyone in our country. Yeah. And I wish everyone in, this, in our country could understand that and see that. We take our freedom so for granted, and we often forget where and how we received it. I agree with everything you say there, Dan, and, and the uh, the experience of, of uh, I remember being a guardian, and we're going to talk about guardians here in just a second, walking down that hallway um, was very emotional. I almost wanted to just shrink. I felt like I was insignificant compared to the the, the monumental or the, the the huge impact that these other individuals had made. Uh, a very special moment. Kelly had a question or a comment. Go ahead. I just want to say thanks, Dan, for all you did for that flight and helping to make it so special and what you continue to do with your fundraising efforts since. And we're going to talk a little bit about the funding and the necessary um, you know, dollar amounts to get these veterans to their memorials. Well, Kelly, up. it's truly my pleasure, honestly. I mean, um, I get great pleasure out of doing it, and uh, I wish more people would. And uh, So keep up the good work. Thank Thanks you very much, calling. Dan. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We've got a little time here before the next break. Let's talk about the Guardians. What is the role of Guardians? How do you pick Guardians? What do they do that day? Well, Guardians have an important role. They are the staff's eyes and ears, really, with the uh, veterans. They're kind of their buddy for the day. They help to make sure that they uh, have everything that they need. Uh, If they uh, start to have any kind of medical issues, they're our liaison to the nurses, uh, our medical team, to make sure that any need that they would need is taken care of. Which is a big concern. So there is a medical team that goes along on these flights. Absolutely. We have, um, currently we have eight designated medical, and that would not include any guardians that come along with their family members or who are just off our list that would also have a medical background. And and the guardians, yeah, you can help. Just, you know, a lot of times we're just an ear, too. They they love to talk to us. You know, and if they're in a wheelchair, we push them around. Absolutely. We can help them into the, the restrooms. You know, they might feel a little bit awkward. Help them with lunch. Everything. Lunch. Yeah. Help them with But them. a lot of times they just love to tell their story to someone. So they're not just sitting there in front of their memorial. They've got somebody they can talk to. Oft- you can put oftentimes. your hand on their shoulder and they just. Yeah. yeah oftentimes when you have a guardian, especially if it's not a family member mm-hmm. that you're a guardian for, you, you come out of the day almost like family. And, yeah. and, and those oh, those yeah. relationships will continue well yep. after flight day. Yep. How does a guardian get picked? Because sometimes we were talking here that there are certain people who probably are not best to be guardians. Let's talk a little bit about that. You want to take that, Kelly? Go ahead. Um, well, much like the veterans, we have a uh, list that we form of anybody who's interested in being a guardian, and they need to be between the ages of 18 and 70. Uh, obviously, they need to be healthy enough to be able to withstand the day and or be able to push a wheelchair if necessary. Um, but we take regular guardians off our list, much like we do our veterans. So first come, first serve, basically. Um, family members can also have a guardian that they designate that they will bring with them. And uh, it, as long as it's not a spouse, uh, that's only reserved for extreme s- circumstances. Um, and why have, is that? Because that's the first thing people are going to think, well, why, you know, why don't I go? Well, oftentimes the spouse would be as old as the veteran, and they may not have the ability to perform the duties of a guardian. They may not be. They may end up in a wheelchair themselves that day, and then we're down a guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's better to have a younger generation, maybe a son or a daughter, maybe even a grandchild who's over the age of 18. Great opportunities to bond with the vets during the trip 
with their family member. And then we reserve the, the spouse special duties for uh, when we come home. They have lots of, of things to do uh, in rallying the family at the airport. It's, it's like leading that homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like the homecoming they never got. Have the spouse, significant other, at the airport with their family, signs held up, and when that loved one of them comes around the security and here's that band plan, and they're looking in the crowd, where's my family? Where's my mm-hmm. wife? Where's my? And then sees that sign, maybe something like Dan had done at a previous caller. Uh, and it's sees like coming a sign. home. Like, and, and it's, it's like, like a real coming, coming home. home, and it's the real family yeah. welcoming and them one, home. And one thing real yeah. quick. Uh, when now we go into Reagan, as we said earlier, directly rather than to Baltimore, but any one of the airports that we would fly into Reagan, Dallas, or or uh, Baltimore, um, and us with Dayton, we're going to Reagan now. But anyway, any one of those airports we go into, they would have made an announcement already. Honor flights coming in on gate so and so. So we already have volunteers there waiting to help us. But all the other well wishers, passengers and stuff are lining up. There'll be a couple hundred there waiting for us. Yep. And the vets coming off, that's the first homecoming they got. Kelly and I look at each other and said, They ain't seen nothing yet. Wait yeah. till they get to Dayton. In right. fact, we had one vet uh, last year. He said, After seeing all these people there, and it's just crowded, hardly any place you can walk, he says, what happened to the other two people in Dayton? How come they didn't show up? <laughs> <laughs> so it is, it is something. It's One great. of the things that I know, Glenn, you said you talked about that, but what that homecoming means. And maybe they've been um, just, just taken in all through the day, but when they get through the, at the airport, that's when especially like the Vietnam vets break down and say, this is the homecoming I never yeah. got. So yeah. it, it's, a, it's a highlight. It's a an highlight. amazing yeah. time. Hey, we're running out of time here on the program, but when we come back, we're going to talk about very quickly some dates coming up contact information for Honor Flight Dayton, how you can support the mission of Honor Flight, and maybe if we can even squeeze it in, something about the future of Honor Flight Dayton. All that ahead when we continue. You're listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. Ah. <sighs> That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Selling mattresses the traditional way isn't the best way. Most are made in a large factory and shipped hundreds of miles to a retailer's warehouse, where the retailer then marks them up and up before finally selling and delivering them. At the Original Mattress Factory, we take a straightforward approach. We have eliminated the extra steps and created a direct line from our factory to you, saving you hundreds of dollars. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. A real patient talking about mini dental implants with Dr. Volk. Hi, this is Emily from Tip City. One of my biggest worries going into this is that the teeth wouldn't match up well with my own. But Dr. Volk took extra time to make sure that the color was perfect and that I was happy with what I was getting. I think that other procedures that do a similar thing, they're a lot more invasive. And this was very non-invasive. I had my teeth within an hour. If missing teeth are bothering you, call Dr. Volk at 898-8990 or visit tvolk.com to schedule the consultation. At Jeff Schmidt Auto Group, we have seven state-of-the-art service facilities. All seven locations have modern waiting areas with free amenities. Or drop off your car and drive off in one of our complimentary loaner vehicles. If you're too busy to come in on a weekday, schedule a Saturday appointment or use one of our 24-7 drop boxes. Your car will be taken care of by one of our certified technicians who are always kept up with the latest training. From an oil change to a major collision, come to Jeff Schmidt Auto Group and experience the advantage. History comes to life at Carillon Historical Park's Carillon Brewery. Witness the age-old brewing techniques of our ancestors as our brewmasters bring celebrated recipes to life. You'll taste the history of beer from the classic ales of the late 1800s to today's craft beers. We also offer a full menu of historically inspired hearty fare for lunch and dinner. You're sure to find a classic favorite to satisfy your appetite in a one-of-a-kind atmosphere. Savor history by the pint at the Carillon Brewing Company. 
And what a beautiful day today at the old ballpark. Uh, breaking the action in time for one of the fans' favorites, the Kiss Cam. And oh, check this guy out. He's too busy enjoying his bucket of chicken to give his girl a kiss. People are starting to boo him. Oh, oh, oh now, now they're cheering because it's Lee's famous recipe chicken. Oh, we can't blame him for that. Right now at Lee's, get a 12-piece family meal for only $25.99. That's 12 pieces of mixed classic chicken, three large sides, and six biscuits for just $25.99. Lee's, famous for chicken. Elk and Elk provides our injured clients the resources they deserve and the legal talent to go head-to-head with insurance companies and big corporations. Elk and Elk combines these resources with decades of experience to recover over $1 billion. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Throughout the day, we'll gradually see the skies clearing up, but we do have the chance for showers and storms to redevelop a little bit later on in the day. High temperature to take cooler, 82 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. And we're talking with Honor Flight Dayton here. We've only got a couple minutes left. We want to go over some important information. One thing is you've got a couple of dates coming up, but you're already, those flights are pretty much filled or you're, you're calling off of a waiting list? How does that work? That, that's exactly right. No, that's September 8th flight is filled. Uh, we're working on the October 27th one. If there's any World War II or Korean vets out there, you will be eligible for that trip. Vietnam vets, we have a waiting list about a year out now. So we have over 300 on the list right now. But World War II and Korean, if you're out there, now's the time to sign up and you'll be on our next flight. And what would the, the number be for people to call? They can call us at uh, 937 322-4448 and just give us a buzz and we'll work with you. That's 322-4448. Let's talk now too about a, a key component of all of this. These are not cheap flights. These are it, it takes a lot to do this and you say you're funded for a couple of flights next year but uh, what, year, what's involved yeah, right. in that? Yeah. Well, well we're covered for this, this year, year and we have enough for about two flights next year. Okay. So what does a flight cost it, to get well, these veterans costs to costs about Ninety thousand uh, dollars, and so that's what we have to raise, and we do that in a number of ways. We take individual donations. We have corporations donate. Uh, a lot of fundraising efforts go uh, in into that. Uh, so we will take whatever we can get, however we can get it. Okay, and the guardians do pay for their guardians do pay, pay for their own, so yeah. that the vets can go for free. Yes, and uh, I've been on an honor flight as a guardian, and I just want to encourage anybody out there who has the means or the desire. This is a wonderful organization, and if you'd like to get involved to help or to um, help support these flights, um, it's it's just a wonderful organization. Well, we're, we are out of time for today, and, and yes, we would love to have you back, Al, several times, the whole team here, just bring them all back, and we, are, we will have you back. We'll maybe even check in with you here in October uh, during that flight. Uh, here's the information again. It's 937 322 4448 322 or org. you can donate right there at the website if you'd like to support this mission in some way that'll do it for us uh, thank you for joining us today take an extra moment to stop and care for someone in your life and remember dear friends seek grace in every step never regret growing older it is a privilege denied to too many for my dear friend and co-host Gloria our producer our whole team here from Honor Flight Dayton and everyone else who makes the show possible a big thank you to you all. I'm Bob Wolf. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 FM WHIO. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.